Unless you've been living under a rock, you will have heard about Sylvester de Silva in the news. Now, he is speaking to no one but journalist Carrie Saxon in a podcast he wants to call The De Silva Linings Ghost Book. Welcome to a new podcast series. I'm Carrie Saxon and with me via Zoom is Sylvester Silver. Hey Sylvester. Ooh, Carrie, I'm speaking to you from the other side. Ooh, that's the kind of thing that you're after, isn't it? That yeah. old stick. No. no? Anyway, hello Carrie. How is it going? I'm okay. How is it going with you? Not too bad. Thank you very much. Good. And where are you in the world? Well, we are, as you mentioned, we are on Zoom. And we are social distancing on a epic scale, aren't we? Because not only are we not in the same country, we are several thousand miles apart. You're in the UK and I am in Richmond, Virginia, USA, which is incredibly We can talk about that later, okay? Okie dokie. No problem. (laughs) So we worked together briefly in the past. We have done. We collaborated. We put our minds together and we worked on a book. The De Silver Code. Um, that was it. Good title. Was that yours or mine? I'm going to say mine. Probably. And it was cut short by you. Well, regrettably, it was cut short by me. I was young and foolish at the time. Basically, there was a, um, I think, creative differences and a psychic misunderstanding that got in the way of the work. It was you sacked me. In a roundabout sort of way, I suppose, yes. No, in the actual way, you sacked me. I think my actual words, and I do, I do remember this, I think my actual words in the email were words to the effect of, you're sacked, you're a talentless hack, how dare you, don't ever speak to me again. But I think I must explain, the reason being is because back then I had a premonition about right. four weeks into the project, I had a premonition that you were writing an expose. It was going to be a critical piece, and it was going to be called De Silver Tongue, which, in fairness, was a good title in itself. It was a great title, and I would have come up with that title, but I wasn't Probably. writing that book. That was no. nothing to do with me. No, so following that following that uh, premonition, I decided, no, Carrie Saxon is in this to ridicule me so she's got to go and then I ended up getting somebody else who did uh, quite a mediocre job I must be honest it was a book it was a book yeah it was it was a book it had a it had a front cover a back cover several hundred pages in the middle a couple of nice photos and it did fairly well that one Christmas I think one Christmas certainly did I was in two minds of course I've got to be honest at the time because I did wonder perhaps an expose, a critical piece, might be a bit more successful than the book filled with lavish praise and whatnot. Uh, but there we go. It's history now, isn't it? Yeah, we're past it. And I really thank you for speaking to me over all the other offers you must have had. You're most welcome, Carrie. Every week, Sylvester would like to go back to a previous investigation and talk about his thoughts on it. As it's the first episode, I thought it would be a good idea to give a bit of background to Sylvester. Sylvester, you found fame on a programme called Ghost Luthers. Could you tell me a bit about how you got that job? 
I suppose the story all starts back when I was nine years old. The family, it was during the summer holidays, the family decided to go off down to Cornwall. It was the final couple of weeks of the, of the school holiday. So in we went, all packed into the mini metro, went down, and it was a bit of a dull day. It wasn't raining, but quite grey, overcast, driving down through a country lane. And I saw this bright light coming towards the car. And at the time, I thought, oh, it was just the sun coming out. But it went right past the car. It was an angel. I could tell by the distinctive wings and the halo. Went whizzing past the car. I thought, oh, what was that? And then must have done a 180 degrees, came back, and it was kind of hovering, keeping keeping parallel with the car. And the yes. angel looked at me, mm-hmm. and it said, had a very androgynous voice, which I assume, you know, that's what they, that's what they would have. It said, Sylvester, use your gift. Use your gift. And then it turned its head, winked. There was a bit of a pinging sound, and then oof, off it went. And, Carrie, would you believe this? No. I was paralysed. For three and a half weeks. Three, three and a half, and a half weeks. weeks. Three and a half weeks. I had to miss school. I just I just couldn't I just couldn't go. I just couldn't do it. But in those three and a half weeks, I developed my skills to be able to communicate with the dead. Right. And have psychic premonitions. And that's what led me to ghost with us because I went around speaking to spirits, doing some amateur ghost hunting and investigations, did a couple of videos for YouTube, and that's when the producers of Ghost Soothers saw me. I thought he's exactly the kind of caliber of medium that we want for our brand new show. And that's how I ended up on Ghost Soothers. Thank you, Sylvester, for making things so opaque. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Gary. I'd like to go back to the first episodes because I've had a fun trip down memory lane. The look was very different. There was long leather jackets, lots of dark makeup even on you. Could you tell me who designed that look and why it disappeared so quickly? Well, it was me. As you know, Carrie, I'm not much of a glory hound, but in this instance, I must take the credit. Back then, I was very much into the long leather jackets, a little bit of eyeliner that doesn't hurt. I even had a little earring, but one of my dearly departed colleagues took issue with that because he thought that I was stealing his look. And when I turned up on day one of filming for Ghost Ruthers, they took a look at me and thought, oh, that fits the mystique of the show. It was all scrapped, of course, because at the beginning of the second season, Katrina couldn't fit into her leathers anymore. Just to fill in, Ghost Luthers was a paranormal investigation show presented by Katrina Woods. Used to go to so-called haunted locations every week. They were they were very haunted. And taunt ghosts, basically. Basically, uh, yes. Yeah. At this point, I need to mention that I don't believe in ghosts and Sylvester is very aware of my views around it. I'm very aware. You've got such a strong, piercing, psychic emanation that you you don't believe yet. Yeah, of course you would say that. So you would go to the most haunted places in the country. Oh, Carrie, sorry, I must stop you there. I am forbidden to say a sentence which contains a combination of the words most and haunted. There's some little legal dispute there, but can we say quite haunted, please? You would go to the most quite haunted places in the country. Uh, that will do, yeah. Ghost Luthers was a hit almost immediately and saved the ailing cosy UK TV from being bankrupt. So you and Katrina seemed to have a good relationship in the beginning. You then became a team. Could you tell me a bit about that? Yes, Carrie. I think me and Katrina, were we got on fairly well at the beginning. We were both 
new to television in a way. She'd done some presenting a couple of years prior, but she'd fallen on hard times. <clears throat> Not that she's experiencing anything like that now. Um, but the relationship did sour somewhat towards the end, which I get a feeling, I get a, an emanation that you're going to ask me about. I want to talk a bit about the beginning, actually, because when it came out, the reviews are really good. They weren't too bad. I would say the early reviews were quite good. It's not that I'm some kind of pathetic obsessive who can't let things go, but I do have a fair few reviews, a fair few snippets that I've kept over the years. And if you'll indulge me, Carrie, if you'll indulge me, I will read some of them for you. Yeah, go. No, here we go. A, A review of the first season. Then you have the show's spiritualist medium, Sylvester De Silva, a wannabe Z-list celebrity who is Ghost Rufus answer to Louis Spence. Given six months, De Silva will surely be a distant memory. Now, I, harsh. I, I think that this is a good review because no. it just goes to show in contrast that that person had no idea what they were talking about. That's true. One, six months, how about five seasons? And then we have another review from five years later. In perhaps the most surreal moment in television history, the latest episode of Ghost Ruthers saw resident psychic medium Sylvester de Silva allegedly possessed by the late Dennis Thatcher, husband of UK Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher. The 45-minute episode has clearly set a benchmark for how bizarre this show can be, with de Silva spouting nonsense about gin, golf and chastising Thatcher's son Mark. Katrina Woods did her very best not to be upstaged. In a first for the show, Woods, the supposedly objective, bordering on sceptical host, began feeling a presence taking over her and started shouting about the miners. Luckily, we were all spared the second coming of Margaret Thatcher when De Silva knocked Woods down some stairs. I mean, you can't get more praise than that. Bizarre is what I aim for every single day of the week. Oh, you finished talking. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I think you probably wrote one of those reviews, Carrie. I Probably don't the think first I, one. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare waste your time. Waste my time on that nonsense. Sorry, no, that it was a great series. What can I tell you? I I do need to know more about those possessions, though. What was happening there? Well, they were a regular occurrence on Ghost Toothers. In fact, I remember on the very first episode, within half an hour, woof, I was possessed by the spirit of a nun. How did that go? None too well. Nundane is what I was going to say, but none too well. That aptly describes it. I didn't pick up anything. I don't remember that. Well, you wouldn't because with the magic of editing, you only see the gold. It's all about good editing then. Up until this point working in television, I'd never really encountered the whole editing process. And right. honestly, they work, they work wonders. The magic that they... <laughs> series of ghost sleuthers did you do i started in ghost sleuthers for five magnificent seasons what happened why did you leave this all stems from the infamous episode of series five where we went to lanorfer hall in cardiff can you tell me what happened there I think you know the story, Carrie. If you saw okay. the episode, you probably know what happens. Okay, I'll tell you I'll tell you what I know. You tell it, me what you know, and I'll give you 
an extra special expose, an insider scoop. You're a journalist, that's the kind of thing you're after, isn't it? I would absolutely love the inside scoop on this. So, as you said, night of the live show. And the usual consummate professional Katrina thought you'd gone to an ad break and was asked a question about you, and she called you a fake bast. Dot, dot, dot. Yes. Cut straight into the adverts. So there you had all the the drama of Ghost Toothless cutting straight into an advert for Lenore. That's right. So what actually happened that night? Well, this was at the height of Ghost Toothless' theatre pantomime stage, which began in series four onwards. There I was, relegated to the basement of this theatre to conduct a lone vigil. They completely forgot about me. Katrina was up there. We had a live audience in at the time, and Katrina was hamming it up. Oh, she was loving it, you know, conducting some god-awful experiment with wires. I will be the first one, to be honest, because I'm a person of integrity. Number one, first and foremost, there were no spirits present in that location. Number two, because they had a live studio audience, they wanted something. They needed something to show the people watching at home and the poor saps that were sat in the audience. So they did all this, all this glorified nonsense. There I am, stuck in the basement for hours on end. I lost one of my hats, which wasn't good. It was a very nice hat, lost it. I took that as a bad sign. And you had that whole incident of Katrina saying that I was a a fake bast live on air before cutting Mm -hmm. to adverts. And it was just a dismal show. When did the relationship with Katrina start to break down? I would say the relationship broke down following series three she was obviously getting in her stride thinking that the show was perhaps a little more than it actually was and this all relates of course this all relates to the fact that she had this professional inverted commas rivalry with another female tv host who which we also happened hey all i'll say is she had her own show which was very similar to ours they may have started before we did but you're right carrie I am not going to go there. I am not going to go there. You're not going to force me. You are not getting me to talk about it. Could you tell me about it? Only if there's a book deal involved. Anyway, moving on. I understand Katrina pushing the show, though, because it was the biggest show on TV at that time. But you didn't feel that way, did you? No. I mean, the direction Katrina wanted to take the show, I didn't ultimately agree with. And obviously things between us have been a bit rocky since then. But I always say good luck to her. The direction she wanted to take Ghost Toothers in was, I felt, bordering on pantomime as it went on. They were asking me to ham up the possessions all the time. And right. I'll be honest with you, Carrie, half the time I wasn't even possessed. I'm shocked. How? But at the end of the day, I'm being told, you're getting paid to be on this television programme as a performer. You, know, you get that, Carrie? As a performer. Originally, I was an investigator. We were all investigators, but now all of a sudden we were performers. And they told me if I wasn't going to perform, they'd find somebody else to do it. And I always thought of myself as somebody with integrity. So I only stuck around for two more seasons. Let's try to be a bit more positive. What was your favourite episode? I would say my favourite episode was in beginner season two. We went to Pluckley. I have some knowledge about Pluckley, the most quiet haunted place in Britain. Most quiet haunted, absolutely. For people that don't know, Pluckley is in the southeast of the United Kingdom. Very nice village. Beautiful and it place. is, as you said, it is 
the most quite haunted village in all of England. It's in the Guinness Book of Records for being wow. one of the most quite haunted villages in all of the UK. And why did you love that episode so much? Perhaps I'm looking back with rose-tinted glasses, an aspect of nostalgia, maybe. This was when the show was actually all about the ghost hunting and rather than doing cheap parlour tricks here, here and there. Right. I actually led the investigation for the first time. Katrina was quite happy for me to do that. And it was really good. It was a really good episode because we came into contact with quite a few spirits because the place is inundated with them. Mm-hmm. There was the the highwayman that got murdered. There was some... A highwayman. I suppose there was a monk as well, was there? No, there was no monk. There was <gasps> a lady in white coat. Oh, of course. And so obviously you left after five seasons, that live episode, which we've talked about. Where did you go after it? Well, after the shame and humiliation that I experienced at the hands of not only Katrina, but the British tabloids as well. See, they got their hooks into me. Mm. I retreated to the family vineyard in Portugal, went there, drank several casks of wine, got kicked out by my uncle who said that I was more of a hindrance than a help. So I decided in my infinite wisdom, I was going to set up my own ghost hunting business. I thought, let's go back to my roots. I'll go back to my roots and go out investigating most quite haunted locations going around. It did initially, I must be honest, it did initially start with me cold calling in neighbourhoods around the country. Some of them were more receptive than others, you know, because if there was a house I got a good psychic emanation from, I'd say, oh, you've got a, you know, you've got a problem in here. You've got a serious problem. And- Some people, as I say, were interested. More often than not, the door was slammed in my face. But also, one of my big investigations in the US a couple of years ago, I was called to the New York Public Library because there was a report of a ghost in the basement. No, that was a film. It was called Ghostbusters. I've never seen it. I've never heard of that. Okay. um... As we talked about earlier, we're not in the same room or even the same country. And you told us where you were, Sylvester, but why are you there? Yes, Carrie, I am in Richmond, Virginia in the USA. I came here in March to conduct a big old investigation. I've got two investigations on at the moment. Okay. came here, obviously the world was turned upside down with the the 19 business and I couldn't leave. Right. Couldn't leave. I'm looking to come back soon, but not until these investigations are finished. I've got one, which is on an Amityville scale. It's right. um, a big old investigation I've got going, unless this relates to my demonology, because I've got a demon on my hands. And the other one, I've got a client who's currently in prison at the moment, but don't judge him. Don't judge him. And he's asked me to do some investigations down in Florida, because he's mm-hmm. convinced that this woman that I've never heard of has fed her husband to tigers. Oh, that's interesting. I've not heard that one before. Neither that's... have I. I don't know what it's about, but it no. sounds incredibly, incredibly exciting and King interesting. Of a case. Exactly. This woman has apparently killed her husband, right. fed him to tigers, and my client wants me to get in touch with the husband. But I might, I might stay. I might stay in the okay. US. It's quite a, it's a fantastic country. You know, the diversity of it, both the people, the geography. You can go from mm. the tropical paradise down in. Florida, if you can call it a paradise, all the way up to the snowy mountains in in Alaska. It's fantastic, fantastic country. Barring one issue, of course, one issue. But you did tell me that I can't talk about politics. On the uh, show. Yeah, we're not going to talk about politics in this podcast. No. So I will not mention. 
Thank you. And in the interest of fairness, we are also not going to mention... Or that bitch cow skin. In the interest of fairness, I do have a statement from Katrina Woods. Sylvester was given editing rights to this, so I will read it as it is. Sylvester De Silva, redact, 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 was, redact, 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 right. Thank you for that, Sylvester. Hey, Carrie, I just took out all the stuff that I'm sure Katrina didn't mean, edited it, cleaned it up, and that is precisely what I think Katrina wanted to say. I will be contacting Katrina to tell her side of the story. Are you okay with that, Sylvester? Absolutely. If I welcome it. I haven't spoken to Katrina for years. I'd love to speak to her again because, and it's a sad thing, she doesn't respond to any of my texts or emails. I mean, she gets the police to do it for her now, which is a right. bit disappointing. But I'd absolutely love it. It'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Get us all together, have a little chat about the old days. You know, you, you, could, you could mediate. I'd love to mediate. You, you be the mediator, I'll be the medium, and Katrina will be the mediocre. In future episodes, we will talk to Sylvester about recent paranormal news. But obviously, we know Sylvester is the news at the moment. He doesn't want to talk about it as yet, but I'm sure we'll coax out of him in a later date. Yeah, that's right, Carrie. I'm not getting a good psychic emanation at the moment. It's not It's not the time to talk about it. Okay, fair enough. So we'll go straight into the Q&A. I put a tweet out asking people for questions to put to Sylvester. I've had people come back in their absolute tens wanting to speak to you. Oh, I can imagine. I picked the most popular. First one, why do ghosts prefer the dark? Well, Carrie, I think this is a bit of a misconception, you see, and perhaps maybe programs like Ghosts of This didn't do a very good job of, of breaking it. It doesn't matter, day or night, you will find ghosts. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be dark. It doesn't have to be pitch black. You don't have to be wandering around like a fool with a night vision camera. If ghosts want to reveal themselves, they will. Question two, Brian Cox tweeted me. Which one? I'm only interested in the opinion of one of them. The actor, you mean? Yeah. Not the actor. Oh, oh, you mean the killjoy? What he said was, ghosts don't exist. Well, he would, wouldn't he? Yeah. Sorry, Carrie. What what was the question? Carry on. He just said ghosts don't exist. Okay. So is there is there anything else? Did he tweet anything else? Did he actually tweet a question? Well, he didn't ask a question. He just said ghosts don't exist. What are your thoughts on that? Okay. Is that his question or is that yours? Well, his was a statement. Mine is a question. Well, unfortunately, Brian, you clearly haven't grasped the notion of a Q&A. And I'm afraid I'm just going to have to ignore that. Move on, Carrie. Next question. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna respond to obtuse statements designed to provoke a negative response because you won't get it from me, Brian. I have the high ground. Yeah. I have integrity, as I've explained before. And I'm with you here. He did say things can only get better, and we know what happened there. We'll go on to question three. With the amount of ghost programs over the last twenty years, how come not one has picked up an actual ghost on camera? Oh, Carrie, I think you're mistaken. They have. When? Where? All the time. All the time, it's just you're not watching properly, that's why. Basically, listen, what the human eye can see, the camera does not necessarily always pick up. And I can I can sense, I've got a sense straight away, it was a spike, that you're thinking, well, if a camera doesn't pick up a ghost, why even bother making a ghost hunting programme? Exactly. Well, it's because, as I mentioned with the whole light and dark thing, if a spirit wants to reveal itself, it will. It all depends on the on the energies of the crew. People who have negative energies, naming no names, 
the the ghosts are not gonna uh, not gonna reveal themselves. Why would they? Can you imagine? You know, can you imagine if you were, if you were a spirit somewhere and you've got some busybody who's intent on causing everyone's life and misery? Thank you, Sylvester. Thank you. Well, coming to the close of the very first episode was Sylvester De Silva. And I can't believe I'm saying that name again after all these years. Thank you so much for joining me. Over the next few episodes, we'll talk more about Sylvester's investigations. And he also wants to talk about his work outside ghost hunting. Absolutely, Carrie. There's so much I want to talk about. Obviously, I'll talk a little bit more about ghost uthers. Doubtless, you've got more questions about that. I also want to talk about my ghost hunting business, my keen interest in demonology. I've also got my little pet project, Cryptozoology, which is a fantastic opportunity to explore in the US, what with all the cryptids and all these funny creatures with silly hair running about the place. Mothman as well. I'd like to talk a little bit about my friend Mothman. Your friend? Yeah, my friend Mothman. You've uh, met Mothman? I have. He's a very dear friend of mine. Okay. And I would also like to talk about one of my favourite pastimes, crochet. That's it for this episode. Thank you, Sylvester. Thanks, Carrie. We'll all catch up again soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ghostbook Podcast was devised and performed by John Parry and Jackie J. Sarah. It is a deliciously bright production. If you enjoyed this, please give us a five-star review or donate via Buy Me A Coffee. All details, including full credits, can be found on the website ghostbookpodcast.com.